0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, Tuesday, July 20th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Busy day in the White House. Not really. So here's uh, President Biden's schedule. Uh, He met with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, They, of course, won the Super Bowl at Tom Brady. They all had uh, a good time. I don't know what they talked about. Probably inflation and how it costs more to Gas up your car in Tampa, that that kind of stuff. And then at uh, 3.15, uh, President Biden held a cabinet meeting to mark six months in office. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So another heavy lifting day uh, for Mr. Biden. And um, I've never seen anything like it. Never, ever seen anything like this. So I was thinking about uh, Vladimir Putin and what he has in common with Joe Biden. And there's a very important thing that I'm going to tell you now, because I think the Biden administration is taking some techniques that old Vlad uses in Russia. Now, let me explain this. All right. So Putin was uh, president of Russia from 1999 to 2008. And then he was really running the country. But. Somebody else was president. Now he's back, uh, 2012. So all in all, Putin has been running Russia for uh, more than 20 years. And he does what he wants to do. The worst thing that Putin has done is to oppress people who oppose him. Now, I'm not going to accuse Putin of anything. I did when I interviewed President Trump. You'll remember um, More than four years ago, his first interview after being inaugurated, Donald Trump sat down with me and I said, well, what are you going to do about Putin? He's a killer. And, of course, that became part of journalistic lore. Well, I'm going to back that up now. So um, in 2015, a man named Boris Nemtsov was assassinated. All right. He was a Russian physicist and an outspoken critic of Vlad. Then Stanislav Markolov was shot to death in 2009. Anna Politskaya, assassinated 2006. Alexandra Litvienko, assassinated 2006, a month after Anna. Yuri Shakhai Chichen, all right, assassinated 2003. All were uh, dissidents and outspoken opponents of Putin. They're all dead. And there are many others who are incarcerated and and those who didn't die who were poisoned, Uh, and everybody accuses Putin. Now, the Russian press is never going to do anything about this, and obviously the Russian authorities are not going to investigate it because Putin controls the country, controls the press, and he controls the so-called justice system in Russia. So all you have is international pressure on Putin. And whenever he does an interview, he doesn't do many, they say, well, what about all these dead people? And Putin goes, no, nah, I didn't have anything to do with it. No. Well, what about uh, Russian uh, interference in the 2020 uh, presidential election? No, nah, we didn't do it. What about the uh, ransom hackers coming out of Russia? No, they're not here. We don't. No, didn't happen. What about. And on and on and on and on. What's if Putin just denies everything? He doesn't entertain it, and then he turns it around and says, Lo, look at your country, you did this, that, and the other thing. So Putin does, okay? So no matter what you say to Putin, he's going to say, nah, it didn't happen, no matter what the evidence is, or anything like that. And he's still accepted in the international community. He still gets to go where he wants to go. Biden met with him. Uh, Russia's a powerful country. Uh, he's at the top of his game, Putin. But again, he will never, ever even entertain any kind of accusation, ever. He just denies everything across the board. Well, the Biden administration is doing that. I don't know whether you have noticed. So the best example is the border, which is a catastrophe. And everybody knows it. But uh, Joe Biden, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not so bad down there. And uh, I put Kamala in charge. She's going she's gonna to solve it down there. Kamala has no clue and doesn't even want to be involved. Um, and uh so it's not really an issue for Joe Biden. And the press not really hammering the Biden. Local press is Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, California, not so much California, but all the country, uh, the states that are directly influenced by this massive flow of uh human beings across our border and narcotics. Um, but you know. Not a big topic in the national media. Once in a while, they get mentioned. But and Biden goes, eh, it's no big deal. It's really not. What about inflation? You know, infl- now everybody's paying more for gas and food and clothing and uh, used cars, new cars, everything. Inflation's going up. The fastest has gone up since 2008. Here's what Biden says. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected, and, and expected to be temporary. Reality is, you can't flip the global economic light back on, and not expect this to happen. As demand returns, there's going to be global supply chain challenges. So they're experts. Their experts believe the data shows most of the price increases have been expected. They were expected. Well, the White House Budget Office didn't expect it. That predicted 2.1% inflation. It's now 5.5%. The Fed, they didn't, they didn't expect it. So who exactly are these experts, Mr. Biden? Who are you referring to that expected this huge jump in inflation? And, of course, wages aren't up, so people are losing money under your administration, right? No, 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 no. Nope. Um, and then the gas prices themselves up a buck and a quarter, buck 30 in six months. And Biden said the Colonial Pipeline hack did it. Yeah, that's a ticket. Remember the guy on Saturday Night Live? Go, yeah, that's, that's a ticket. It's the Colonial Pipeline hack. How about Hunter? How about Hunter? Hunter Biden um, has made money, tens of millions of dollars uh, off. His father's power. There's no question about that. He did. Roll the tape. Did Hunter Biden commit a crime? Have you spoken to your son, Mr. Like Proud of my son. Proud of my son. That's it. Proud of him. Didn't do anything. Doesn't even say that. He's just proud of him. The good guy. Mark guy. Handsome guy. Proud of him. So do you see? you see? So this is what it's going to be. No matter what the problem is, I think it's away with it, just as Putin gets away with it, because the U.S. press has so much invested in Joe Biden, because they, they attacked Donald Trump so hard, and the election coverage was so tilted, In Biden's favor, they can't just say, after six months, oh, we were wrong. They can't make Biden look bad. They can't spotlight what's really going on for the American people to understand. And that's what's happening. So isn't that fascinating? So Biden and Putin using the exact same techniques. Deny, deny, deny. And they're getting away with it. I'll tell you how they get away with it. So there's a CBS poll. And we asked for a political affiliation here. They wouldn't give it to us. Makes me a little suspicious. Um, and it says, how would you rate the job Joe Biden is doing handling coronavirus? OK, so the overall number, 66 percent say good. Bad, 34 percent. So most people believe that Joe Biden's handling COVID in an effective way. I don't have really any beef with that because the vaccine rollout has been strong. They didn't screw that up. Um, Now, did Biden have anything to do with the vaccine rollout? Probably not. But his administration is in charge, and it got out. And 70%, I think, of the American people are either fully or partially vaxxed. American adults. So, okay, and it really hasn't been anything else. You know, Biden has uh been supportive of the lockdowns and the mass mandates and all that, but he he hasn't really been out there doing anything harmful. All right, he he just goes along the Democratic line. So, I, I don't really object to that poll. Um I don't know how I would have answered it myself, um, but I probably would have said, yeah, he's doing all right in COVID. Now, there's another poll out. Uh, Trafalgar, 39 Democrat, 36 Republican, nonpartisan 25. Fair. That's okay. And the question is, again, uh, simple based on her performance as vice president. How confident are you that Kamala Harris is ready to be president? Okay, not confident, 62%. Confident, 31%. Now, among Democrats, okay, not confident, 43%. Wow. 43% of Democrats say, hey, Kamala, you're not ready. Very interesting poll. All right, do we have anything else on a political front? No. That's it for politics, but I'll get back to a little politics later on in the broadcast. So COVID. Now, there is a rumor. I usually don't report rumors, but there is one, and it's important. So opening ceremonies are this Friday evening for the Olympics in Tokyo. The rumor is that the Japanese government is considering stopping the games. Rumor. Okay, why? Well, as of this morning, 71 positive cases of COVID have been attached to the Olympics. 71. All right, 31 among athletes or support and 40 among people, Japanese people working in the Olympic Village. 71. Three Americans have tested positive over there. Kara Aker, She's on the gymnastics team. Katie Lou Samuelson, basketball team. Coco Guaf, tennis team. OK, um, they all tested positive positive. and Aker and Samuelson say they were vaccinated. But I think it's the J&J vaccination. So remember, the Johnson and Johnson one shot is 66 percent effective in protection. The one I got, okay, the Moderna is 90. Pfizer about 89. All right, we got to get two shots for Pfizer and Moderna. But I'm not—I don't know for sure, but I believe Aker and Samuelson were J and J. So if you got 66% protection, you obviously can get the virus if you're in an area where it's circulating, and it obviously is circulating in the Tokyo Olympic Village. It's obvious, right? Okay, so on Friday, we'll have the torch and all that, but no crowds. All the athletes have to wear masks, all except eating, drinking, training, and competing. They have to wear masks, so they're not going to be very happy over there. There's not going to be a lot of joy. There's not gonna, when they, people march out in the parade; they're all going to have masks on. I mean, it's not the Olympics that we're used to. That's for sure. So the um, rumor I gave you comes from Toshiro Muto, all right? And he actually held a press conference. So he's an Olympic official, Toshiro is. And uh, he says, you know, I'm hearing that it could be canceled. Would I be surprised? No. 71 cases already. Okay, so in the U.K., they are dropping most of the coronavirus restrictions, even though there's a surge of COVID in the U.K. Doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but what do I know? I live here. They live over there. But the State Department has issued a travel advisory for the U.K. to the highest level saying don't go there if you're American. There's too much COVID. Now, the U.K. has the same problem that we have. There are 30, 40 percent of people saying not going to get the vax. Okay, not going to do it. And that is where all of this is coming from. All of the new COVID cases are coming from the unvaxed or the J&J 66 percent protection crew. So this is particularly demonstrative in Los Angeles County, the nation's largest. There have been 10,000 new COVID cases a week since June 15th. All right. So a thousand new cases every day in the state of California, a rate not seen since March. So they got a big problem out there. So they are reinstituting mass mandates and the sheriff, as we reported yesterday of L.A. County says, I'm going to enforce that. But whatever it may be. There are there has been a 700 percent increase in covid cases since June 15th in the nation's largest state. Okay, now this is because in L.A. County, there are tremendous diversity of people, many of whom can't speak English. And they're not getting the information flow that you and I are getting. All right, this is why COVID spread so fast when it first broke out in the United States in certain pockets of the country. Where there was a low level of English speakers, where the communication system, people didn't have computers, all of that. That's what's happening in L.A. Now, there are a lot of people writing me saying, well, it's the immigrants, the migrants crossing the border illegally that are spreading the cause of the, all of this new COVID. There might be a gr- grain of truth to that, but the numbers are, can't support it. So we're talking hundreds of thousands a month now coming in. Not all of them are infected, but some of them are, of course. And the government doesn't know who's infected, who isn't, who's coming in, who isn't. This is the uh, horror of the Biden administration's policy. They have no idea who these people are. And that could be a component of it. But the large component of the surge in COVID cases in America are the unvaccinated. Because it is such a vicious virus. And it's still around. It's, I, I don't wear the mask anymore. And if I go into a store and they yell I have to have a mask, I don't do business with them. Because I just, you know. But I don't go into crowds. Right? I'm not going into crowds because I know the virus is in the crowd. I'll go to church. All right. I'll try to, you know, distance um, and not sit on top of everybody. But uh, you know, I mean, uh, but I don't want to be around a, a large group of people because even though I'm 90% protected, I'm 10%. I'm not. So I'm not going to put myself in a crowd situation. But in LA County. In some of these neighborhoods, people are on top of one another. Right? They live at eight, nine people in a house or, or apartment. or you know, It's a lot of poverty. And it's not the poor so much that are driving the spread of COVID. It's the uninformed, the people who just don't have any blanking clue. And I keep telling you, there are so many of these people today. There are so many people who don't know what's going on. They're in their own world. Okay. So let me back up the vaccination stuff because I get mail from anti-vaxxers. I get get a lot of mail. you don't give two sides of the story. You don't do this. You don't do that. There really, to me, is not another side to the vaccine. If you want to protect yourself and others, you get it. You get the vax. Right? There's no data, none, that accepting the vaccine is going to harm you. There have been some cases because every human being is different. But the percentage is minuscule. Now, there are people who say, oh, they're covering it up. Okay, all of that, fine. But remember, hospitals have to report. That's where the data comes from, hospitals, people who are diagnosed, people who are admitted. So the director of the CVC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, all right, said on July 16th that the current COVID situation in the USA is a pandemic among the unvaccinated. Okay, all hospital admissions and deaths are among those who have not been immunized. This is what the CDC says. Now, the anti-vaxxers are going to go, we don't believe the CCC, it's a conspiracy, the government is lying to us. And there's no way that me as a journalist can refute that. I, I just can't. All I can give you is what the record says. So, the quote from Dr. Walensky is this. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk. Communities that are fully vaccinated are generally faring well that's her quote all right now i believe that i could be wrong but i believe that the data that is being reported is accurate not hundred percent accurate but mostly and that's what you have to base life decisions on a very an offshoot of this and a very interesting offshoot is that on the fox news channel remember the liberal media will not tolerate any anti-vax stuff you won't hear it uh and if they somehow get a hold of it it'll demonize a person any of that. robert kennedy jr a democrat liberal wrote a book it's out now that the vaccinations are bad he's an anti-vax guy always has been okay now you get kennedy has a fairly big name he can't get on any shows can't hear his point of view. You're going to read a book. They're carrying, they're selling the book. It's on Amazon. Saw it the other day. But Kennedy himself is not going to get booked anywhere. The only um, outlet, television-wise, that has an anti-vax contingent is the Fox News Channel. But the anti-vaxxers there are in a minority. Most of the people at Fox, working at Fox, are encouraging folks to get the vaccine. And remember, Donald Trump did that. All right? He's been you know, going around saying get the vaccine. Just remember that. Now, the two biggest names at FNC are Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. Well, Hannity last night came out and said, you got to get vaxxed. But Carlson is skeptical. So you got back-to-back hours where one guy is skeptical and the other guy is saying get vaxxed. It doesn't matter, all right? I mean, I admire any network where you can have a diversity of thought and opinion put forth because the CNNs, the NBCs, the ABCs, there's no diversity of thought. It's just one thing. I mean, everybody knows it. At least I'd say you got back and forth. But it does put the Fox News organization in a difficult position. Because it's not a war, they're not disparaging each other, they're just saying opposite things, which is fine. When I was there, I said opposite things of some of the commentators. Um, But that is, you know, the left, which wants to destroy FNC, is making a big deal out of that. Okay, let's go to um, Cuba. Now, there is a group that wants to bring pressure on the Cuban government from the USA by organizing a flotilla of vessels to sail into the Straits of Florida. Remember, if you look at the map, it's 90 miles from Havana to Key West. And in between some of the most lucrative fishing grounds in the world, the Straits of Florida. So this group in Miami wants a whole bunch of vessels to go out there and bring attention to the Cuban people's plight. All right. So the organizer, Jorge Lopez, says, quote, the purpose is to stay on the border, not trespass, stay in international waters and just let the Cuban people know we're fighting for their freedom. So once and for all, they can be a free country. So that's what Jorge says. Now, I support Jorge. But I will warn anyone that those are dangerous waters there because of the currents. I have dived those waters and I have sailed those waters. You don't play around the Straits of Florida, you wind up in the Bahamas. You fall overboard, something happens, you get a bad vessel, and there's plenty of sharks. Plenty. This is not a joy ride. But the U.S. Department of Homeland Security has issued a warning to anybody who would take a boat into the Florida Straits to protest And said that if you don't get permission from the U.S. Coast Guard to do that, we are going to arrest you. And you could face 10 years in prison and a fine of $25,000 a day. So I don't think they are going to arrest anybody, but the threat is being made from the Biden administration. They don't want this flotilla out there. Why? I think it's good if... Americans demonstrate on behalf of the Cuban people. But I wanted to be done safely and in an organized fashion. Would I alert the U.S. Coast Guard? I sure would. A big Coast Guard base in Key West. you got to call them up. you got to tell them, hey, we're going to do this. We're not going into Cuban waters. You go into Cuban waters, they can detain you. And the Coast Guard can't do anything about it. But you were going to stay outside the Cuban uh, boundary? Say in international waters, okay, and we're going to tell the Cuban people we're with them. What's wrong with that? So why isn't the Biden administration saying, hey, we admire the protest here. It's the right protest, but don't be foolish. Don't be stupid. Don't put yourself or the country in jeopardy. That's what they should say rather than just issuing this threat. All right, Chicago. So uh, another crazy weekend uh, where, you know, Insane amount of people, 56 shot last weekend in Chicago, 11 dead. It's every weekend. So the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois doesn't want to stop this. Because if they did, they put the National Guard, Pritzker would order the National Guard, into these neighborhoods, there's only four or five of them, and the Guard would patrol and the drug gangs couldn't come out with their guns. Because the National Guard can detain you. Can't arrest you, but can detain you. And then the police come and arrest you. So that would stop it. So if the guard were patrolling last weekend, 56 people would not have been shot and 11 people would still be alive. But Pritzker won't do it because Pritzker is perhaps the worst governor in the country, governor of Illinois right now. Anyway. So the city of Chicago and Chicago PD Superintendent David Brown, who again, have no idea, or don't, and they don't want to stop it, says we're going to create a team of 50 officers that will target gun traffickers and disreputable licensed firearm dealers. So what good is that going to do? Commissioner Brown. Obviously, the drug gangs already have the guns. They're the ones that are... Shooting everyone. You know that. I know that. Now, I don't mind you targeting disreputable gun dealers who don't do what they're supposed to do. I don't mind. Why would you take 50 elite Chicago PD and assign them to that rather than assign them to catching the killers? Why? You see, criminals commit crimes. Guns don't. Criminals use guns, but the guns themselves don't commit crimes. Now, you can slow the flow of guns down, I guess, into Cook County, but the drug gangs have plenty of guns already. It's just none of this makes any sense because they don't really want to solve the problem. Because if you really solve the problem, then you have to occupy African-American neighborhoods with mostly white people. That's why they don't want to do it. And so they, goes on and on. Philadelphia. So people in Philly, you're going to get what you deserve. You reelected this uh, DA, Krasner, who won't enforce the law. He won't enforce it. So now uh, Philly's catching up. To uh, Chicago last weekend, three dead, 33 shot in Philly, a much smaller city than Chicago, because Krasner doesn't enforce the law. The criminals say, ah, you know, we'll worry about it. We're not going to penitentiary because Larry isn't going to charge us. It's, you know, it's, it's so simple what is happening. The solutions are difficult because the problem is so acute life and death. But again, I will go back to the fact that the people of Chicago, New York City, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, Baltimore, on and on, they are not protesting. Until that happens, don't expect anything good in the criminal justice area. Washington, D.C., another place where crime is totally out of control because the mayor, Muriel Bowser, is a far-left zealot and doesn't want to enforce the law either. He's a common theme. We don't want to put minority criminals in jail. That's the commonality in all of these places. Okay. So now, instead of trying to solve the violence problem, which erupted, as you know, at National Stadium this week... When there was a gunfight in the parking lot and the game had to be suspended, Muriel, uh, you know, she's busy creating the Black Lives Matter plaza, plaza, okay, in Washington, D.C. That's what Muriel's doing. Now, I predict there are going to be shootouts in the Black Lives Matter plaza because there are shootouts everywhere. (laughs) But this is what she's doing. All right, so it's a 35 foot tall message that spells out Black Lives Matter in giant yellow letters as you just saw near the White House. Muriel Bowser is behind it. Crime, gun, gunfire, murders, children getting killed. We have the plaza. Let's go to the Asian community. Now, remember a movie, Murder on the Orient Express? It was based on an Agatha Christie book. Good movie, Peter Ustinov. You know, if you ever get a chance, it's entertaining. used to be that the East, Far East, was called the Orient. No. You can't do that anymore. Um, now, I'm going to put two full screens on. One person explains why you can't do it, and the other person, who's of Asian descent, says why it's ridiculous. All right, the first one is Erica Lee, University of Minnesota, quote, Its origins are in the era of European colonization when the terms Orient and Oriental were used to describe Asia and Asian peoples as backward, inferior, exotic, and foreign in order to justify colonization and subjugation." Unquote. I did not know that. Okay, I'm a historian. I did not know that Oriental was a derisive term. I did I thought it just described Asian people, but now if you say Oriental, you're racist. But interestingly enough, Dr. Jane Tushayama, who lives in Hawaii, she dissents, quote, A wave of anti-Oriental discrimination is not sweeping the country. Besides, the term has been subtly falling out of circulation since the 1950s. And it's mainly used today by older Asians and the proprietors of hundreds, if not thousands, of restaurants, hotels, shops, and organizations with Oriental in their name, unquote. Now, um, the best hotel in the world that I've stayed at, and I do believe it's the best hotel in the world because I've stayed at tens of thousands of them, is the Oriental Hotel in Bangkok, Thailand. Fabulous. So I wonder if the Oriental Hotel, which has a stellar reputation and is legendary in the industry, is going to change its name. Well, we don't have to worry about that when it comes to the Asian carp or the Asian carp up there. Okay, so this is a fish that came over from Asia. It was introduced in the 1960s and 70s in America, and it has brought over uh, a lot of bad things because the Asian carp is very aggressive and it eats other fish. And so they're trying to get away with it. They, they, they want to do away with it. But the... Um, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has changed the name of the Asian carp to the invasive carp um, because they don't want Asian people to think that they're bad or something. So the Asian carp, no, it's now the invasive carp. Get a feeling that we're living in a world that's insane? So, Prince Harry, the reports are he got 20 million for a book that is going to cast a negative light on his family. I hope that's not true, Harry. You betray your family for money, there's nothing lower. And karma will get you if you do it. Number one, uh, 20 million, he's not going to get it. This is if he sells a certain amount of books, maybe he could get 20 million, but he'll never sell that many books. This is Random House. I know the people over there. I'm uh, not big fans of mine, but Harry is going to write this book. It's going to be uh, released late 2022. But I, I have some advice for Harry, and I hope he takes it. Do not, do not disparage your grandmother, grandfather, your father, your late mother, or your brother. Do not. It's not worth it. Now, Harry says going to give much of the money to charity. It doesn't matter. You do that. It's over for you, Harry. No one's going to respect you. Um, dogs. Okay, so you know I have Holly the terrier Dog. And Holly is uh, very excited by a study from Duke University. They did a uh, comparison of dog puppies, of all breeds, to wolf puppies. And they found out that the dog puppies are more attracted to humans than wolf puppies. I think I c- might have been able to tell him that. But Holly, she's just. She said, "I told you, OK, we dogs are loyal. You listening, Prince Harry? Dogs are loyal to humans. This is the way they were made. Now there are bad dogs, but Holly is not one of them. OK? Holly is a good dog, and she is loyal, unless she doesn't like her dinner or doesn't get enough treats. Then holly can turn but not bad This whining you know that kind of thing so dogs are loyal jeff bezos goes to space okay he's up there for 10 minutes 65 miles above the earth he blasted off this morning and he said this go the most profound piece of it for me was looking out at the earth and looking at the earth's atmosphere every astronaut Everybody who's been up into space, they say this—that it changes them. And they look at it, and they're kind of amazed and, and awestruck by the Earth and its beauty, but also by its fragility. I like the Hopalong Cassidy hat. I was impressed. Now, if you don't know who Hopalong Cassidy is, gotta Google them. Okay, they say in history, July twentieth, nineteen sixty-nine, uh, they land on the moon. Yeah, uh, the moon walk, Neil Armstrong, go. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Oh, that looks beautiful for you. It has a stark beauty all its own. It's A great day for America. All right, that was 52 years ago today. All right, we'll have some mail and a final thought in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that Or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877 gold or text GOLD to 65532. Let's get to some mail. Uh, David, concierge member, direct access to me. David, thank you. Bill, thanks for clarifying once again that this DACA thing is not a federal law was done as an executive order by President Obama. Given this fact, why did the Supreme Court decide to uphold a policy? It just said that the standing, that President Trump could not wipe out what uh, Barack Obama did. That has to be done by Congress. That was the ruling. Excellent question, though. Congress makes a loss. Stephen Samowitz, Florence, Massachusetts. Why aren't there Republicans who are threatening impeachment proceedings against Biden? Because impeachment can only be drawn up by a majority of the House, and the Republicans don't control the House. And they wouldn't do it anyway. Mary Ellen Wilbur, Plano, Texas. How can you blame unvaccinated citizens for the rise in COVID, O'Reilly, when Biden is letting Illegal immigrants go into the country untested. I explain that, and I hope my explanation, Mary Ellen, was enough for you. If not, write me another letter, and we'll do it tomorrow. Jim Knox, Jacksonville, North Carolina, helped me understand why the left is calling for mass mandates when the spikes are only among the unvaccinated because the unvaccinated, they contaminate the unvaccinated and some people who took the J&J vax. That's why. Uh, Robert? On the Olympics, um, you were right again, Bill. Thanks for noticing. Um, Ray Wasila, Alaska. Notre Dame approved Chick-fil-A. I believe you had something to do with it, O'Reilly, maybe. I think we're the first ones to report the story. Chris Downey, Colleen, Texas. Bill, when you say the church is not responsive to the people's needs, can you elaborate? I'm a Catholic pastor. Um, The sermons are not engaging, mostly, Pastor. There you've got to tie in the theology to what's happening like Pope Francis did with the machines. Say, so put them down. And many, many, many priests don't do that. OK. Um, killing a mob. You're going to love it. I hope you buy it. it it's going to enhance your life and your summer. Uh, the Trump show, Trump O'Reilly History Tour, uh, two dates in uh, Lauderdale and Orlando, Florida. Houston, Dallas, Texas. Go to BillOReilly.com. We'll kick you right over. Word of the day, no rumpus, R-U-M-P-U-S, when writing to BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Right back. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family all right, so uh, I'm out of time. I don't have the. Uh, I, I have a final thought, but I'm gonna put it off to tomorrow. And it's about uh, the vaccine. But let me get a little more thought. I need a little time to kind of develop this for you. Um, there are a lot of things in play here. There's freedom, there's public safety, there's a lot. But I will tell you again that uh, I took it, my family took it, uh, we didn't have any problem with it. Uh, I'm happy we're protected. Um, And I advise you to do the same. We will see you tomorrow.